Russia, Ukrainian disinformation and propaganda. The current war might not be what you think it is, which is why we must stick to and teach what we know to be true, and that's Bible prophecy. We will analyze the war as well as some Biden administration propaganda along with future prophesied events on this edition of End of the Age. Good afternoon, everybody. I'm Dave Robbins with End Time Ministries. Thank you so much for joining me on this edition of End of the Age. One of the things that we will have to be leery of as we go throughout the end time is propaganda, disinformation, deception, lies. The Bible says you shall know the truth and the truth will set you free. However, if you are not in the truth, you don't know the truth, then you're in bondage, right? People can just tell you whatever they want, the song and dance, and there you go. You're captivated in your mind about a certain, uh, something going on in the world, a certain event. And they want to keep you captivated by going from one event to another, one big chaotic crisis from an, to another. You notice that there's always something going on in the world, right? But we want to know the truth, don't we? So I have been reading till I can't, I mean, my eyeballs are about to fall out over the weekend, watching clips, different people, what are they saying about this war, trying to figure it out, because really it makes no sense. On the surface, it's Russia and Vladimir Putin taking back Ukraine because they declared their independence in 91 after the USSR dissolved. And that's the surface. That's what we know. That's what we're being told. And Ukraine is going to fight to the death to protect their country. And that's the spin in the news, right? And that may be some of it, but that may not be all of it. And what I, what I want to know is... Prophetically speaking, through this prophetic lens that we're looking through, how does all this stuff tie in together? So I, I have been, again, I've been reading articles. I found an article over the weekend on uh, StopSocialism.com by uh, Justin Haskins and, and Glenn Beck just wrote the book, The Great Reset. Well, Justin Haskins runs this website, StopSocialism.com, especially here in America. Don't want that. Well... The, the website published an article, Clarity on Russia, Ukraine, and the American National Interest. And I wanted to share this with you along with something I just found when I sit down here at the desk. Because I've been trying, I, I, I know about Vladimir Putin. I didn't know much about 
president of Ukraine, Zelensky. Is he totally innocent? Is, who, is he the great hero of all of this? Like the, like the news media is spinning. You got to be careful when the news media starts pushing a narrative and pushing, pushing, pushing and getting everybody to buy into that narrative because the news media is bought and paid for everybody. So me and my goals here at End Time Ministries in trying to prepare people for the second coming of Jesus Christ, we want everybody to know the truth. What's going on? How does this tie into Bible prophecy? And how can we use this to help people get people, um, give them a sense of urgency? Hey, we're just prior to the second coming of Jesus Christ. So it all ties into this propaganda that the Bible says will be, Jesus warned us many times, take heed that no man deceives you. Many will come in my name, deceiving many. Satan will be spinning his lies in the end time because Satan is trying to establish, Revelation 13, his kingdom here on the earth, a world government, a world religion, and an economic sanctioning system that we would refer to it as the mark of the beast. So, again, like we always do here at End Time, we will step back out of the stories and look at this thing as a whole because the media narrative, wow, don't get caught up in the media narrative, folks. Make sure you document and research and know what people are telling you is the truth. So, in this article by uh, Socialism, uh, stop, StoppingSocialism.com, they say there is, a, there is an astonishing amount of disinformation pertaining to Vladimir Putin's war of aggression in Ukraine. Russian disinformation and Russian propaganda. Well, everybody knows about that. I mean, let's face it, Vladimir Putin is a bully. But, and, and crucially, so has Ukrainian disinformation and Ukrainian propaganda been spun in all of this. Amidst Putin's reckless moves, seeking to retaliate, especially to recover lost territory, Ukraine's defiant president, Vladimir Zelensky, has seized the opportunity to play a naturally sympathetic Western audience like a fiddle. The situ- I mean, he's got you wanting to go to war and protect Ukraine, right? And I, I do want to, I, I do care and have prayed for and have supported the people in Ukraine. The people, totally innocent. It's these oligarchs and the governments and all these people that are horribly selfish and greedy and have ulterior motives, globalist ulterior motives, and you'll understand that here in a minute, that I I don't feel for. I pray for them. I hope they're saved before it's all over with. But we're not getting the full story. The situation at hand It's more complicated and more nuanced, and therefore, it's time to revisit some of the basics. Putin is, obviously, like I said, he's a thug. I mean, he rose through the ranks of the old um, KGB. You remember during the Cold War days, the KGB. And he's he's repeatedly described the fall of communism as the disillusion and the dissolution of the Soviet Union as one of the greatest tragedies in modern political history. 
He is pro-communism. And if Putin had his brothers, he would forcibly resuscitate the old Soviet Union in its entirety. If he could just wake up and, you know, rub a bottle and a genie come out, this is what he would wish for. Probably the whole world, but at least the Soviet Union, right? And so the Russia-Ukrainian, on the Ukrainian side, it's not necessarily much better. And I want to make sure we understand that before we get done with the program. And we're going to be talking about all kinds of stuff today, everybody. But I want to make sure that you get some of this stuff right. We may not be able to figure it all out, but we know what the truth is, and that's the Bible. Right now, there are tens of thousands of Jewish immigrants stranded in Ukraine as Russia invades city after city with no regard for human life. 3,000 Jews are ready to return to Israel today. The need for evacuation, shelter, flights, and emergency housing, nearly $10 million. The Jews in Ukraine need your help. If half of you gave just $250 toward this need, it would be met in full today. Please consider giving to help Jews safely escape Ukraine. To give or learn more, go to endtime.com slash Ukraine or call 800-END-TIME. That's endtime.com slash Ukraine or 800-363-8463. Hi, I'm Judy Baxter. When Irvin and I got married, we didn't realize that our calling would be a prophetic ministry. Since we started End Time Ministries, there have been many times we weren't sure how we would pay the bills. But God has always provided. We started with the magazine, then went on radio and TV. And now we have the Jerusalem Prophecy College in Israel and online and end of the age plus. The mission has always been to reach people with the gospel of Jesus Christ and the end time message. Through the years, my husband would say, we will see revival like never before in the last days. We are living in the end time now. Thank you for walking this journey with us and continuing in prayer. You are a part of the team. Thank you for your generous support. It is necessary for God's purpose. The most important thing is that you are ready when the Lord comes. Our hope is to help prepare you for that day. God bless you and we love you. So think about this. Vladimir Putin. I mean, obviously he harbors a, a long anti-Americanism uh, mindset. And as a result of his Cold War uh, origins, he routinely allies with some of the, the, um, the worst geopolitical actors, Iran, Syria, and of course China now, on the world stage. And on the home front, Putin has overseen uh, mixed economic results at best. And as modern-day Russia now has a smaller GDP than much smaller countries like Italy or maybe South Korea, and increasingly resembles a, a Persian Gulf-style petrostate. He poisons and murders domestic political foes, and his war of aggression in Ukraine is... At the end of the day, wrong, period. We know that. And 
are we trying to help Jews get out of there? Absolutely. I want to see Jews make Aliyah back to Israel, whether the Russian-Ukraine thing happens. There are people being killed in this. I don't want to, you know, water this thing down. Absolutely, people are being killed. It's horrible what's going on. I've got, I know personally a family, actually more than one family in Ukraine, the, the missionaries that are there, and yes, bombs are dropping and people are being killed. It's, everything's happening. But it's why. That's the whole thing. A lot of people say we're in World War III. I don't think we are. Um, but, you know, one can acknowledge all of the while simultaneously recognizing that modern post-Soviet, uh, so I should say Soviet Ukraine, is not and never has been anything like the U.S.-U.K. style bastion of liberal, liberal democracy that is, is at all depicted, right? Ukraine is just as corrupt and just as um, oligarchic, let's say, as Russia. If not more so. I mean, at the time of Ukraine's uh, 2014 color revolution, and it's self-clandestinely abetted by liberal NGO types, which deposed the pro-Russian president Viktor Yanukovych, the nation ranked as one of the absolute most corrupt nations in the world. But the news media is spinning it as, hey, Zelensky's a hero. Russians are coming in and trying to take over Ukraine, and uh, the United States needs to get on board and fight, and NATO, and they're bringing everything in. Well, there are also neo-Nazi paramilitary units, such as the Azov Battalion. You may have heard about them in the news. They're active in Ukraine. Ukraine is also the country of, remember, Hunter Biden and Burisma? That wasn't Russia. That was Ukraine, folks. Ukrainian oligarch uh, Viktor Pinchuk was for years a massive donor to the Clinton Foundation. And Zelensky himself, of course, was at the center of President Donald Trump's first um, entirely bogus impeachment. So it seems there is something fundamental, fundamentally rotten about modern Ukraine that is, is, is not, you know, that no enterprisingly investigative journalist has yet to uncover. But people are digging, believe me. I've watched and, watched and read so much stuff over the weekend trying to figure this stuff out. So you say, well, has there really been any propaganda? Well, of course. Uh, Military.com. They published that uh, shortly after the Russian invasion began, unconfirmed rumors has spread widely across the Internet of a, this mysterious Ukrainian fighter pilot in a MiG-29 gunning down six enemies, enemy aircraft and within the first, just the first few hours of the war. And that unknown military hero dubbed the Ghost of Kiev on social media had been taking to the skies since the invasion started and allegedly reached 21 confirmed Russian aircraft kills, um, making the pilot the first supposed flying ace of the 21st century. But there's a problem. The Ghost of Kiev, however, is almost certainly a myth. And albeit an incredibly useful one, as Ukraine tried to rally its citizens to resist the Russian conquest. 
hey, get on board with us. And it was originally reported that former Miss Ukraine was picking up an assault rifle and said that anyone who crosses the border would be killed. But then the Daily Wire reported that former Miss Grand Ukraine on when, uh, last week posted photos of her Instagram account of her wearing a military garb and holding a rifle, which appears to be an airsoft rifle, which shoots plastic BBs. And they added the captions, hashtag, stand with Ukraine and hands off of Ukraine. It ended up not being true at all. And then some footage of the Russian invasion was actual video game footage. You say, well, is there any propaganda? Absolutely. Uh, the Jerusalem Post, uh, they, it, which is a very reliable news source. I mean, many reliable news sources posted this. It was initially reported that 13 Ukrainian soldiers stationed in the small Black Sea Island, uh, I think it was called Snake Island, if I'm not mistaken, they were killed by Russian forces after keeping two Russian military ships out of the island for several hours. Well, the Ukrainian Navy announced on Monday that it was aware that the border guards on Snake Island, who were at first thought to have died in a Russian assault, were in fact alive now, miraculously, and being held prisoner by the Russians. So it is imperative that the means of Americans' support stay sober and prudential, lest we get sucked up into a, a new conflict in the European theater at a time that America's great 21st century geopolitical rival, China, is building up its army at an alarming rate and is looking ever so longingly across the Taiwan Strait at Taiwan. Folks, we would not want to fight Russia and China at the same time. Nobody would want to do that. Any and all calls for escalation should be soundly dismissed. Put a wet rag on this thing. And statesmen must now focus on seeking de-escalation and ultimately peace at all cost. We don't ever want to get anybody killed, much less send our boys and girls in there, boots on the ground. I know Joe Biden has said we will never do that, but when... When's the last time, besides, I'm going to say Donald Trump, that a, 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 a true politician has kept their word? Now, there are a few, but not many. And as but one practical measure, President Joe Biden should formally take the prospect of NATO membership for Ukraine off the table. And above all, Americans must, we've got to remain clear-eyed about this current quagmire. Vladimir Putin is in the wrong for launching this conflict and setting off such a horrific humanitarian nightmare. And he should certainly be punished for that. But this war may not be everything that we are being sold in the media. And does that surprise you? And you know, one of the things that I just found when I sit down here at the desk, many of you will remember a book that I brought to the desk here, I don't know, a few months ago. A book by Linda Goodschmidt, who was, it was 50 humanitarian hoaxes designed to destroy America. 
And the lady had, she talked about climate change, world government, socialism, open borders, right on down the line. She really did her research and she knew what she was talking about. Well, as I sit down here at the desk, I've been, I've been looking for Zelensky. He's kind of the, um, he's the king on this chessboard, one of them. And I wanted to see who is Zelensky? What's he all about? Is he a globalist? Is he a true um, person that people could, uh, Americans could get behind and say, we need to support this guy against Russia? What's going on here? But after all I had read over the weekend, I thought, there's something not right here. Well, Linda Goodschmidt wrote an article, Russia, Ukraine, and the Globalist Two-Step. And she actually says just what I've been saying. There's so much propaganda. And she goes down to Zelensky. Now, the other day, I mentioned the World Economic Forum that they had a school that they put people through. The Young Global Leaders. Um, Klaus Schwab, the leader of the World Economic Forum, he actually bragged that Angela Merkel, the, the recent leader of Germany, and Vladimir Putin had come through this school, but also Emmanuel Macron had come through it, Justin Trudeau of Canada. The, all these guys have been groomed to take these positions in the world. But Ukrainian's leader, I just read when I sat down here at the desk, Ukrainian's leader, Zelensky, is a graduate of the Young Leaders Program of the World Economic Forum, just like Justin Trudeau, both fighting for the New World Order of the global totalitarian managerial state. You know, the, the media can spin such a yarn, folks. And we've got to know the truth. The reason I want to go off into this is because I got people calling me and emailing me like you cannot imagine. Is this World War III? Are, are, you know, and any conflict, I mean, whether it's an imagined, a, a created conflict, anything can spin off into a horrible situation. We all know that. People are dying, and I think it's, it, it's a travesty. I wish it would stop today. But I want to make sure that we all know the truth because I want, I, I, my goal, end time ministry's goal is to prepare people for the second coming of Jesus Christ. And we want you to know the truth, regardless of what topic it is. Now, because I'm getting so many emails about World War III and everything, the conflict's going on in the world, I wanted to bring this to light. Things that I found that are the truth because the only way that we can pull out of this, number one would be spiritual revival around the world. That would be, that's the ticket right there. However, we do know in the end time there's going to be a world government, world war, there's going to be a world religion, a mark of the beast. All these things are going to happen. They're prophesied, they're going to happen. And But one of the ways that we could keep really people here in America, and people around the world need to know about it, but people here in America, you've got to know the truth because America does not need to partake in this stuff. We need to pull out of this. We don't want a globalist president that will push us into a world-governing body. It's very, very critical that we understand these things. And, you know, there are elections coming up, and we need to make sure that uh, we... What kind of country do you want to live in? We do not want to be part of the world government in the end time. Do not want any part of that. And you can see... When you get a globalist president in there, he's going to push us right into world government and get us 
right in the thick of all this stuff because he's a globalist. He's obeying his masters is what's happening. And so that's something we absolutely do not want. I do not want to be a part of the world government in the end time. I don't want to be part of the world religion. And I certainly will not partake in the, uh, the established global numbering system which leads to the mark of the beast. So with all of the, the disinformation and the propaganda flying around, it's imperative that we stick with and teach what we know to be true. And that is Bible prophecy. The Bible says God knows the end from the beginning. God's is, is, if you can wrap your finite mind around this, and it's hard. It's probably, it's probably impossible. But if you can believe God has always been, He's never been created, He's always been. You and I as finite individuals, we understand that everything has a beginning and an ending. I started the radio at 3, it's going to end at 4, and my birthday's 8, 4, 68. And, I mean, it's just everything had a beginning and everything's going to have an ending. But with God, that's not the case. God is eternal from everlasting to everlasting. So He's all the way behind us. And he was never created. But just like that, He's all the way ahead of us. He's eternal. He's all the way ahead of us, you understand. You, you can't even think of enough numbers to describe the time that's ahead of us. Those numbers don't exist. But yet God's already that way. So God saw how all these things play out. And he went back and told the writers of the Bible, Zechariah, Ezekiel, Daniel, uh, Isaiah, and, and uh, John. And he talked about it in Matthew. And uh, he told the Apostle Paul and, and many different ones. Many of, the, many of the apostles talked about prophecy in the New Testament. So you wonder why all the prophecies always come to pass in intricate detail. Bible prophecies. Because God has already seen all this stuff play out. So that brings us to Bible prophecy. Revelation 9, verse 13 through 15. The Bible says, And the sixth angel sounded, I heard a voice from the four horns of the golden altar, which is before God, saying to the sixth angel, which had the, which had the trumpet, Loose the four angels bound in the great river Euphrates. The four angels were loosed, which were prepared for an hour, a day, a month, and a year, for to slay the third part of mankind. You say, well, what's that got to do with Russia and Ukraine? Because the Jerusalem Post just ran an article, and the title of the article is, How Might... Remember, I told you that I always am watching the four nations that house the Euphrates River. Well, the Jerusalem Post ran an article, How Might the Russia-Ukraine War lead to conflict in the Middle East. So I'm just, I'm just reading the Jerusalem Post just like normal. Boom, here comes up this article. So I know we're coming up to a break. When we get back from the break, we'll discuss and analyze this article. Whether it's a global pandemic, threat of war, or floundering economies, end-time events are happening around the world every day. How can you have peace in a world of such great uncertainty? With the End Time Magazine subscription, you can gain a deeper understanding of current events and its prophesied repercussions. End Time Magazine's exclusive content and prophetic insight allows you to understand where we are in the end time. It will give you peace when horrific news and events happen. 
When you subscribe today to End Time Magazine for 12 months for just $19.99, you can have hope for the future because you will understand what the Bible says about the time we are living in. You'll get access to exclusive articles like the prophesied American-Israeli Alliance, End Time Do's and Don'ts, and Could School Choice Save America? Subscribe for you or a friend right now. Go to endtime.com or call 1-800-END-TIME. That's 1-800-END-TIME. The symbols and prophecies within the book of Revelation have perplexed Christians and unbelievers around the world. In his final work, Revelation, the unveiling of Jesus Christ Part 2, the late Irvin Baxter unlocks the mystery of the book of Revelation with in-depth analysis and commentary like you've never heard before. These comprehensive study tools, available for $299, will deepen your biblical understanding. Don't miss this special offer. Call 1-800-END-TIME or go to endtime.com. If your station only carries the first 30 minutes of End of the Age, go to endtime.com and click the watch button to continue today's broadcast. You can also finish up later by clicking the archive button. You know, everyone, when, when we talk about these different conflicts around the world and we're looking at um, a potential World War III, it's, well, there's not a, you know, what one, which one of them could potentially lead to a World War III because we know World War III is coming. It's prophesied in the Bible. The first five trumpets have already occurred. And we're, looking, we're staring the sixth one right in the face, which is this war, World War III. There's a difference in the Russia, Ukraine, Taiwan, China, Iran, global mindset. Russia and Ukraine, Vladimir Putin wanting to take back property that he thinks is Russia's, okay? China wanting to take back property, Taiwan, that they think is theirs. So it's a, it's a geopolitical mindset. It's this, it's this ideology. That's ours. It's a, you know, and the Bible says wars come from the lust of mankind's hearts. They're being greedy. That's why wars are fought. However, with Iran and what they're wanting to do to implement Sharia law globally, and they see Israel and the United States standing in the way, little Satan and big Satan, theirs is not a, a political ideology. Theirs is religious whole different ball game when you get into the religious mentality of somebody and their thought process. They believe that they're supposed to implement Sharia law globally. And they see us and Israel standing in the way. Why do you think they have Israel surrounded? They're in Israel, or Iran has proxies in Lebanon, Syria, Iraq, obviously Iran, Yemen, and in some of their proxies, even in Gaza and the West Bank. So they've got them surrounded. But it's a religious thing with them. It's not just, hey, that property is ours, we want to take that back. That's not what they're trying to do. It's a religious thing with them. It's a whole other mindset. So that's why we watch, other besides the prophecy, Revelation 9, 13 through 21... That's why Irvin Baxter and myself, End Time Ministries, Doug Norvell and Vince and all of us have watched the um, Euphrates River like a hawk. Uh, 
Um, because this article, Jerusalem Post, how might the Russia-Ukraine war lead to conflict in the Middle East? War is happening right now in Europe, but every actor in the area can cause a butterfly effect scenario for Israel and their neighbors. Now, this is from Jerusalem Post. The Russian invasion of Ukraine, you understand what's coming to a uh, a um, an end right now is the Iran nuclear talks in Vienna. And they're saying that this is going to be a much worse deal than we originally had in the JCPOA that Donald Trump pulled us out of. He said, hey, there's sunset clauses. These guys are going to get a nuclear weapon in the, in the near future. I'm, not, I'm going to pull out of it and hammer them with sanctions to keep them from get, getting a nuclear weapon. Joe Biden comes along and says, hey, we're going to lift all those sanctions let all that money flow back into their coffers so they can fund terrorism is what's happening. They're not using that money to help their people getting out of a third world conditions. They're using that money to fund terrorism. They're the number one state sponsor of terrorism on the planet, folks. So, the Russian invasion of Ukraine. Um, it, it, it put in motion, and it's, it, it's putting in motion important global shifts whose unintended consequences uh, we could witness in the coming months and years. And, you know, as with the COVID-19 pandemic and the the China-U.S. tensions, the actual result of a crisis is not always apparent. But one result of the Ukraine war could be another war in the Middle East. Now, I'm quoting Jerusalem Post here. That means it is important to prepare now in the Middle East, even as others are focused on Ukraine. The effects of this war could lead to increased tensions in the Middle East because various countries and groups could take advantage of the conflict in Ukraine to launch their own invasions and initiatives. We've talked about it many times. Israel is especially vulnerable to this escalation. One way that the conflict could lead to escalation in the region is via this Iran deal and the the coming to a close of those talks. Russia is playing a key role in the talks, and it may want to punish the West for its reaction to the invasion if, should they invade, uh, or um, for Russia's invasion of Ukraine. In order to distract the West, Russia could empower Iran to move toward more enrichment and get closer to a nuclear device. Obviously, our attention would be diverted. I mean, imagine what's going on. Imagine the number one state sponsor of terrorism getting a nuclear weapon. Unless you're an ally of Iran, that that can't happen. So this would create a crisis and could lead to escalation between Israel and Iran. And I mean, that would happen tomorrow morning. The war in Ukraine could also cause Iran to believe that any country can now evade another country without too many ramifications. They don't care about sanctions because Russia and China will support them financially. They're not worried about sanctions. And with the world distracted, Iran might decide that it's time to launch a larger regional conflict. This could begin with Iran trying to create a crisis in Bahrain. Bahrain is where the the, uh, U.S. Fifth Fleet is based, and where Israel now has a liaison with U.S. NAVSENT, the the naval part of Central Command. 
So you see here that people are watching. They're watching the Middle East and saying, okay. So everybody's watching the Russia, Ukraine, China, Taiwan, and Iran, Israel, the United States. These are the three major conflict points on the planet, obviously. So I'm looking at it from prophecy. And, you know, only time will tell where it all starts. Well, I mean, we don't know for sure. Nobody on this planet, unless somebody's pre-planned the war, which is possible, there is an enemy, Satan, who's driving this. Satan, this effort, you understand Zelensky, I just read it. He came out of that world, Klaus Schwab's World Economic Forum school, which has groomed people with this globalist mindset. Justin Trudeau, all these people. So, Satan's the, the driver. Who's the mastermind behind all this? Satan himself. The Bible tells us, Revelation 13, 2, the dragon or Satan gives it their seat, power, and great authority, this world-governing body. So, we don't know for sure where the war will kick off. It appears from prophecy that it's going to be Revelation 9, 13 through 21, the Euphrates River region. But I want to tell you that things will not always be like they are. Right now, Russia against the European Union and America. But things will not always be like that. I know that Putin is threatening to go nuclear. And some are speculating a a, a nuclear conflict could, hey, wipe out all of Europe and be devastating to the region, which it would be horribly devastating. But that's not going to happen. You say, well, Dave, how can you be so sure of yourself? Well, if you understand, Ezekiel 38 describes a future attack on Israel by Gog and Magog, uh, Russia, and the mainly Islamic countries of Persia, which would be modern-day Iran, uh, northern Iraq, and Afghanistan. Kush, which would be um, Ethiopia and Sudan down in there. Uh, Put, Libya, and possibly Tunisia, Algeria and Morocco, Uh, Gomer, Eastern Europe. Um, And if you understand, you say, well, where where are you getting all this at? You understand that Noah had three sons, Shem, Ham, and Japheth. When they all dispersed, Ham went down into northern Africa and those regions, down south. Shem went into the Middle East region and over towards Asia and over in there. Parts of that. So you've got Shemites or Semites. Uh, the Israelites, the, um, the Arabs, they're Semite, or Shemites or Semites. So when you say a, a um, when you, you know, have a, a, something against a Jew, you're an anti-Semite. That was um, Shem, Noah's son. And then Japheth went up into... Europe and the Russia and over in that region. So the three sons went like that. Well, many of these nations here, when you talk about uh, Magog and some of these other um, nations that are mentioned here, they are went up into Europe. And that's how we get, uh, and if you look at some of the different places on maps and things, you can tell that it's Russia in different places. But Gomer, Eastern Europe, that, that was part of um, Noah's lineage that went up in that region. The house of Togomar, that's uh, Turkey and Armenia. 
Turkey has been, you know, until recently an ally of Israel, but today Islam has again became an increasingly uh, an increasing influence there. Um, the the fourth seal in Revelation six, and then, um, but however, here's my point: things are not will not always be like they seem. After the sixth trumpet war, the Bible tells us that and with this world governing beast. Russia and the European Union will be allies. They're not going to be loggerheads at each other. Uh, they will be allies. The Bible says the, the, uh, in Revelation 13, 1-2, John said, I stood upon the sand of the sea, saw a beast rise up out of the sea, having seven heads and ten horns, and upon his horns ten crowns. The ten-horned beast is the European Union. Upon his heads the name of blasphemy. The beast which I saw was like it had the body of the leopard, Germany. The feet of the bear, Russia. They're going to be working together in alliance. Mouth is the mouth of the lion. Yes, Great Britain will be there. I know Brexit happened, but whether they get back into the EU or they remain out, Great Britain's going to be there. And the dragon or Satan gave him his seat, power, and great authority. This is going to be the world governing body in the end time. It, here's a key. The the Bible does not mention the China in the Bible. The dragon is not China. You say, well, where's China mentioned in the Bible? The Bible doesn't mention that unless it is the two hundred million man army in Revelation chapter nine, verse thirteen through sixteen. It is possible that China, if she's not mentioned. It's possible, you know, when you're talking about one-third of the world's population in 20, you know, then over the next few years, or maybe, maybe by the end of this year, I don't know. I'm not trying to sensationalize and scare you. I don't know when it's going to occur. It's the next, that and the peace agreement is one of the next two things to occur on God's prophetic timeline. If the war hasn't somehow already begun with, with uh, Iran, maybe, um... It could happen at any time. But China, an army of 200 million soldiers, has to participate in this war. That's scriptural. That's going to happen as sure as I'm sitting here at this desk talking to you. But the Now, if China was that entity that filled an army of 200 million soldiers, then that's the only place I could see that they would be mentioned. It could be India. It could be the Islamic faction on the planet. Both of them could field an army of 200 million soldiers. However, the reason I just told you about Ezekiel 38 is because we know that Iran and Turkey are both mentioned in those armies that will come down against Israel to battle the Battle of Armageddon. They have not been destroyed. The war will start possibly in the Middle East. We believe that it will. And then it will go out around the world and huge sections of the population be I've been part of the end time family from the beginning over 30 years ago when my parents Irvin and Judy Baxter began the ministry from the recliner in our living room. My name is Jana Robbins. I have the pleasure of connecting with our incredible partners every day. End Time is a small nonprofit that runs a high traffic website, a daily TV and radio show, the Prophecy College in Jerusalem, and more. Although we have less than 30 team members, we are able to serve tens of millions of people each month. 
We survive on the goodness of God and donations averaging about $50. If everyone hearing this message gave $22, our financial needs would be met for the year. If you only give to one cause per month, please consider partnering with End Time to help get the message of our soon coming King out to the world. Call us at 1-800-END-TIME to give today or go to endtime.com to become a monthly or one-time partner. You know, everyone, I've had people asking me, hey, is the United States going to be wiped out? I know there are people that teach as fact the United States will be wiped out in World War III or at the Battle of Armageddon and, and things like that. The Bible does not say that the United States will be wiped out. Absolutely not. It is possible China could be wiped out in this future war. However, the United States has to be here until the end. Now, so just relax a little bit, okay? The eagle's wings are not mentioned in that world-governing body in Revelation 13. They're mentioned in Daniel 7, but they're not mentioned in the world-governing body, Revelation 13. Revelation 12, jump back one chapter, is the only other place the eagle's wings are mentioned in the end-time prophecies of the Bible. Revelation 12, 13 says that the dragon will persecute when, he's, when the, when the uh, war in heaven happens. Satan is bound to the earth, the dragon, that he will persecute the woman with 12 stars around her head. The woman is Israel. The 12 stars symbolize the 12 tribes of Israel. The woman in Revelation 12 is not the mother Mary of Jesus. According to Revelation 13, Satan will use the Antichrist and his world-governing system to do the persecuting. The Antichrist made war against the saints. The Bible talks about this many times. So John tells us in the next verse, this would be uh, Revelation 12, 14, that Israel during that time will be protected during the Great Tribulation, which occurs during the final three and one half years immediately preceding the second coming of Jesus Christ. By this time, the Sixth Trumpet War will have been over. Okay, The Sixth Trumpet War happens prior to the Great Tribulation. Uh, Revelation 12, 14 says... And the woman, the Israel, will be carried away, will be given two wings of a great eagle, the United States, that she might fly into the wilderness, into her place. Where's her place? Israel, the promised land, where she is nourished for a time, times, and half a time. That's the great tribulation from the face of the serpent, or the serpent and the world governing body. Again, that's Revelation 12, 14. So, A clear understanding of Revelation 12 and Revelation 13 allows us to be absolutely sure of two things. Very important. And I'm answering a ton of emails by this one statement. The United States will stand with Israel and protect Israel from the world government in the end time. Number two, the United States will not be part of the world government and therefore will not come under the full reign of The Antichrist. Yes, there are globalists that live here in the United States. They're going to try to play ball with the world government. But as a whole, we do not. I talked to Irvin Baxter about this years ago. He said, Dave, 
He said, because of the prophecy of the Bible, I do not believe the mark of the beast will become the law of the land here in the United States. And they start chipping people and forcing people um, to give the, you know, to, to yield up their sovereignty and pledge allegiance to a world governing body. I mean, there are people here in the United States that the Constitution and our founding documents still mean something too. They still believe in that. The Constitution limits the government. It doesn't give the government free reign to dictate American citizens. The Constitution limits the government. And there are people that still believe that here. So that, that you understand kind of the tug of war going on in the United States right now. Um, so what do we know here? Because a lot of people are wondering, well, hey, the United States is going to be destroyed. Uh, the nuclear war is going to, if we, if we have a nuclear war on the planet that kills one-third of the world's population, nobody's going to survive that. It's going to be, you know, this nuclear um, storm is just going to take over the whole earth, destroy everything. Vladimir Putin just said last week it would be the end of the earth, the end of civilization as we know it. That's simply not going to be the case. I know that for a fact. That's, that, that is diametrically opposed to the Word of God. There will be people here living, two-thirds of the world, two-thirds of the population will be here after the Sixth Trumpet War. So here's what we know for sure. If you want to know what's coming... Yes, there will be a World War III. One-third of the world's population is going to be destroyed. Once we get on the other side of that, that's going to be really the entrance ramp for the Antichrist. Nations will be willing to completely yield up their sovereignty to a one-world governing body in the name of security. When you get scared enough, you will yield up your sovereignty, or most people would, in the name of security. Well, Six Trumpet War is, you know on a, a scale of the population being destroyed, it'll be much worse than the flood. The flood didn't even have 2.5 billion people on the earth at that point. So in terms of casualties, it's going to be the worst thing that's ever happened to the planet. But on, the, on the other side of that, though, and either just before or just after, it's always been our opinion. Now, this is my opinion. It was always my father-in-law's opinion that the peace agreement would have to happen after that. I can't prove that scripturally. That's why it's an opinion. I know it, the war happens either just before or just after that. But they, here's what's coming in the future, really quick. There is coming a peace agreement in the Middle East. So we know the Middle East, the, between the Israelis and Palestinians, we know Israel's going to be here because there's going to be a peace agreement, as, and it, it's scriptural. That starts the final seven years. That's Daniel 9, 27. There is going to be a third temple constructed. You know, even if there's a six trumpet war, there is going to be a third temple constructed. Second Thessalonians, Matthew 24, 15, Revelation 11, 1 through 2. The sacrifices will be resumed, Daniel 9, 27. A ten-nation union is going to be formed in Europe. That's Daniel 2.44, uh, Daniel 7.8, and Revelation 17.12 and 14. There is going to be an abomination of desolation. Daniel 9.27, Matthew 24.15, and 2 Thessalonians 2.3-4. The Judeans will have to flee once that occurs. Jesus warned them to flee. Matthew 24.16. The war in heaven. Satan's bound to the earth. Revelation 12.7-13. Then there's going to be a great tribulation. Daniel 7, 21, 
uh, Daniel eleven thirty three, Matthew twenty four twenty one, Revelation twelve uh, thirteen and seventeen, and then Revelation thirteen seven. America is going to protect Israel. I just quoted it. Revelation twelve fourteen. The Antichrist and the false prophet will be revealed. Second Thessalonians two verse three through four. Because whoever the Pope is at the time of the Antichrist, that's the false prophet. So they're both going to be revealed at the same time. There's also going to be a great revival. You say, no, the nuclear war is going to wipe out the whole world. No, it's not going to happen like that. I don't know how, I don't know how it's going to, you're going to wipe out a third of the world's population. It's going to probably be huge population centers over in Asia and those regions over there. Because we know Russia... Europe, some of the Middle Eastern countries, they'll come down against Israel at the Battle of Armageddon. And we know that the United States is still going to be intact. So it's going to be happening in in another region. You understand? Um, There's going to be great revival. Revelation 7, 9 through 14. And the remnant of the Jews. Uh, Revelation chapter 7, verses 1 through 8. The sealing of the 144,000, the remnant of the Jews. Then sacrifices are going to be stopped. Daniel 9.27 and Daniel 11.31. The Antichrist will stop those sacrifices. The two witnesses are going to come on the scene. Revelation 13, or, sorry, 11, 3 through 12. They'll be on the scene for 1,260 days. Then there's going to be a mark of the beast doled out. So we know after this six trumpet war, there's going to be a world government. There's going to be an Antichrist. He's going to, have a, a, uh, there, he's going to work with a false prophet. There's going to be a world religious system. There's going to be a mark of the beast, a global numbering system to be able to to be used to economically sanction. Look how we're sanctioning Russia into compliance right now, or at least they're trying. Well, they're going to bring that down to an individual level. And there are many people that are trying that right now with this ESG, um, environmental, social, or social justice. They call it social, I say social justice, and governance that they're trying to force from the economic world economic forum in different places onto these businesses where they like BlackRock, Capital Investment Groups, um, Vanguard, all, Sir, Sherwin-Williams Paints, all of these companies that they're trying to get them to um, give a, a reporting metrics from envi- how much of the environment do you support, how much social justice are you pushing, and how much governance. And ESG reporting. Look on uh, BlackRock. The BlackRock's website, this enormous investment firm, BlackRock. And they've got huge sections where they talk about sustainability, ESG. Why are they doing that? It's coming from world government. They're pushing the sustainable development goals just on a a, a smaller version. That's what they're doing. So they're they're economically sanctioning businesses. this This is where we're going. Glenn Beck's been talking about it. A lot of guys in the know have been talking about this kind of stuff. Then the the, um, seven vials of the wrath of God will occur at the Battle of Armageddon. That's Revelation 16. The Bible says there's going to be signs in the sky. Isaiah 13, Joel 2, uh, Joel 3.15, Matthew 24.29, Acts um, 2.20, Revelation 6.12. In the seals. Then there's going to be a battle of Armageddon. Zechariah 12, uh, 12 through 14. Ezekiel 38 and 39. Revelation 16, 16. And 
Revelation 19, 11 through 21. Then there's going to be a rapture and a second coming. I mean, there's many verses uh, that prove all of that. Matthew 24, 29 through 31 is one of the first ones. And then the Lord is going to come back, plant His feet on the Mount of Olives. And the Bible says all of Israel is going to be saved at that time. Romans 11, 25 and 26. And then the Antichrist and the false prophet, they're going to be destroyed. It's talked about in Daniel 7 and Revelation 19, uh, 20, when they're both cast alive into the lake of fire. The world government is going to be destroyed. Uh, Revelation eleven fifteen: the kingdoms of this world are become the kingdoms of our Lord and of His Christ. The world religion is going to be destroyed. The city of Rome specifically will be destroyed. Satan is going to be bound for a thousand years. At the end of the th- during that time, there's going to be a new heaven and a new earth. At the end of that, we will have at the end of the one thousand years, Satan is loosed um, for a short time. That's Re- Revelation twenty verse seven through eight. Then we have the great white throne of judgment, and then we move off into eternity. Now that's what's coming in the future. Yes, there will be a six trumpet war. Not everybody on the war is going to be destroyed. On the world is going to be destroyed. One-third of the world's population will be destroyed. But after that, there is still many things that will happen. Great revivals will happen. And the world's going to be changed forever, yes. But everyone will not be destroyed. There will be people. There will be mortals that live into the 1,000-year millennial reign. What's our goal? Our goal is to know and understand the truth. Know and understand the Word of God. Know and understand the Bible prophecies. And prepare yourself for the soon coming of Jesus Christ. That should be the number one goal on everybody's mind that's listening. Prepare yourself. Be born again. Live a Christian life. Walk after the Lord. Seek His face. Lead a Spirit-led life. So you can be prepared for the second coming of Jesus Christ. That way you can live, you can rule and reign with Him as a king and a priest for that thousand-year millennial reign. And then we will go off into eternity together to spend eternity with our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. That's our goal. And you, But you've got to understand the truth to be able to get there. And that's what we want to do here at End Time Ministries. This has been End of the Age, brought to you by the faithful partners of End Time Ministries. If you're not currently a partner with End Time Ministries or if you would like more information, we invite you to call us at 1-800-END-TIME. That's 1-800-363-8463 or visit us online at endtime.com.